Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. I started my business with minimum $2 Singaporean dollars, which was then the requirement to start a company. So if you have $2 or whatever amount, which is the minimum requirement to set up a company in, in your country, you can start a business pretty easily. So no excuse for, for us to have the perfect time, perfect place, perfect business idea to start a business. Just start. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Sporto, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilia, Patwa Apparel, and the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now, let's go to today's episode. Today's featured guest is a serial entrepreneur, a business strategist with more than 23 years of international tax experience, a sales and marketing expert with over 20 years of under fire experience in sales and an international speaker sharing his entrepreneurial messages in four out of five continents in the world. He is the author of Amazon best-selling book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, Seven Tips to Build the Business You Always Wanted. He was featured on CBS News, Fox, ABC News, and NBC News. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the Entrepreneurial You, Jack H.M. Wong. Welcome, Jack, all the way from Singapore. Thank you, Hanika. Thanks for having me on your show. Yes, I'm from Singapore and uh, looking forward to have a good time with you. I have a fun question for you, but I just must comment on you being in Singapore and all. I mean, at the time of recording, it's 10 a.m. here in Jamaica while it's um, 11 p.m. in Singapore right now. <laughs> so <Correct>. you are burning <laughs> you are burning the midnight oil. And like I said, in um, when, when we were talking before, that from all Jamaicans, on behalf of all Jamaicans, to you as a Singaporean, we say congrats to the fabulously amazing job you've done over the years with your economy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I normally start with a fun question. And here's a fun question for you. When you mm. were little, who was your favorite superhero and why? My superhero is not Superman, <laughs> but it might be a controversial, controversial figure, Mr. Donald Trump, who is now the U.S. president. I know I will get a lot of complaints about that because of his recent reforms in the United States. Yes. But right before he became the US president, as written in my book, I actually or how I started my entrepreneurial idea, a lot has to do with Mr. Trump. Back in old days, I'm sure some of you might have watched his reality show called The Apprentice. I have been following this show for more than a decade. A long time. And I admire him in terms of his no-nonsense business strategies. I mean, if you have read his story, you know his downturns, how he picked up himself, picked up, picked himself, picked himself up from his uh, bankruptcy. And now, obviously, not just a successful entrepreneur, but the U.S. president. So I've got a lot of good things that I've learned from him when I start my business. And of course, you know, many of us too, even even when I when I was growing up, one of the things I 
uh, one of the persons rather that I looked to as a as a you know very confident, very strong, successful businessman was Donald Trump. So you and 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 so I can I can relate, and so many other persons can relate to that. And we have to give to Caesar what is due to Caesar. You know, he, he yeah he's he's a very successful businessman, and there's a lot that we all can learn from him. If you may ask. One thing about Donald Trump, the first thing and most important thing I learned from him is all about planning. He's the guy who plans like crazy. I remember in one of the re- one of the episodes, which is actually the final show, final episode of season four, he actually asked the candidates, "It's raining outside. Have you got a plan B? Have you got a plan C? Have you got a plan D?" So I relate it to my business. Whenever I want to do something, have I actually got a backup plan? What if the strategy doesn't work? I of my expectation or for some reason, I have to change my strategy. Have I got a plan B, plan C? That is till now my motto when I run my business. And we're going to talk to you now about your entrepreneurial journey. How did you get involved, get started in business? Take us through that. Oh, sure. If you don't mind a medium term story, I won't make it so long because sure. we have a short period of time here. Sure. I actually didn't start with a business when I first graduated from, from, from university. In fact, uh, I'm a, as, a, as an Asian, I'm a very abiding uh, son of my parents who asked me, well, you know what, Jack, when you, when you grew up, get a job by studying good, uh, by getting good grades in universities, and then you will just get promotion and you know what, at the end of the day, you will reach the stage which is 55 and you will retire and you enjoy the rest of your life. It is a very traditional mindset of an employee which has been what we have created in this society through our traditional education. But at the age of 42, which was six years ago, I came to a point where I said to myself, number one, I don't see myself growing in my corporate ladder anymore because like you said before the show, we talk about the law of diminishing return. So I don't see myself up with a very significant progress. So I started wondering what should I do? Should I continue hanging on in the firm because I was from a a very big international law firm at that time? Or should I actually move out my comfort zone and said oh let me come to this place of darkness full of uncertainty but you know what the payoff could be something unusual which is freedom or choice so i have decided at the end okay never mind since i'm 42 i'm still young okay i will make a i will take a gamble i call it gamble because at that time unlike most people most people who have said to us please plan ahead before you start a business i have no plan I just jumped off the plane, and during the first three months of my entrepreneurship journey, I have zero income. So my gosh, the three months was my darkest moment after I left the corporate world. And the reason why I really treasure this entrepreneurial journey is that the Asian culture says, hey, how is your job? Have you got a good job? And have you recently changed jobs? So everything is about J-O-B, job. So I'm very proud to tell people, well, you know what? I am unemployed. I have been out of job for so many years. 
And people in Asia will wonder, what? What do you mean by you are out out of job, you are unemployed? That's a bad thing. But they didn't realize that having no job means that I have the choice of creating my future. I have my choice of looking looking for clients that would like to work with. Everything is no longer like I'm being subject of other people's control. In fact, I control my destiny and it suits my character, my personality extremely well. I have confirmed in my uh, in my 30s, which is about a decade ago, that I am not suitable for a corporate culture. I hate to be controlled. I hate to report to my bosses where I am. And Obviously, I don't like to keep them updated with what I've been doing because that's the politics or the drama that happens in the corporate world. I just hate that kind of thing. So quite a while ago, I actually decided mm, maybe corporate life doesn't suit me. But having come to that tipping point until at the age of 42, which I really jumped off the plane. And I never look back of this journey anymore. So then I want you to tell me, so that was in 2011. What did you do when you decided to start your own business? What business did you go into? I've been actually in sales uh, my whole life in the corporate world. I am doing relationship management. Whether I'm, whether I'm in the accounting firm or the law firm setting, I have to deal with clients. I have to reach my KPI. I have to sell. So my specialism is really sales. And then what happened was that um, when I left the corporate world, I said, other than sales, what else can I do? Because other than this, I have in my whole life doing a lot of teaching assignments. Because when in the good old days in the corporate world, in my firms, when when the when the when the ter- training department asked some professional staff, me included. Who wants to teach this program for our own employees? Who wants to be the in-house trainer? I will be the first one to raise my hand. So that that sets the scene for me to become a trainer, a speaker since year 2000. So logically, when I first came out, using, the, using what I'm good at, I'm looking for a training job. I'm looking for a consulting role. So my business, the first business that I started on, which is still right now what I'm doing, is training and consulting. And that suits me very, very well. Because that's what you're very good at. You wrote this book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code. Yep. Take us through, what is that book about? <clears throat> this book is actually a little 80 page um, of, uh, of my experience of how I started my business and what are the things that I have learned from my first three to five years of entrepreneurship journey. I wrote this book in 2015, so therefore it is a very good setting of people who want to start a business but have no clue what to do. Well, I have decided to share my lesson. So I summarized my lessons into seven principles, which is easy to remember and things to follow. So if people wonder how they can start a business like myself, who have been in the corporate corporate world for so long, but that's the time to actually make the change, well, by applying a few of the, my principles, perhaps their life would, be, would, would never be the same. So that is the reason why I've decided to write this book. And by the way, of course, entrepreneurship is something which I'm very passionate since I started this journey. I really want to make a lot of differences of people's life because I'm a very firm believer of Robert Kiyosaki, the best-selling author, Richard Poor Dad, of course. Right. Um, he's teaching about 
yeah, about people are stuck in the rat race and people who wants to make a create a change for themselves have to jump to the right hand side of the cauldron. So it's either you look at starting a business or you become a professional investor. I'm actually, incidentally, I'm both, but I prefer to talk about the business side because there are a lot more stories I can share rather than the professional investor side. So that is the whole basis of me who decided to write this book and share with the world my entrepreneurial message. Awesome, Jack. I'm going to take a break right here and come right back. When we come back, we're going to talk about top three common mistakes made by most people before they even start creating their businesses. Peak performers. Success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal, but we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students and professionals who want ideas, innovation and inspiration. They have a variety of high quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings and art exhibitions and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilia. Do you want to see the world filled with better leaders? Filling the world with leaders worth following starts with you, and you can be that leader in your company, organization, or community. On May 4, 2018, join more than 100,000 leaders from around the globe at the world's largest leadership event, LeaderCast Live. Broadcast live from Atlanta to a community near you, LeaderCast Live will allow you to learn from leaders like Andy Stanley, Michael Hyatt, and Dr. Jim Lur. For more information on this can't miss event, visit hennikawatkisporter.com and click on Leadercast Kingston and invest in the future of your career, your organization, your community and your world. Welcome back. And we are speaking to Jack H.M. Wong. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's an author. He's an investor. And we're going to be continuing the discussion, talking now about the top three common mistakes made by most people before they even start creating their businesses. Welcome back, Jack. Yes. Three common mistakes. Well, obviously, I, if I have three days, I can talk about 30. But the three most common mistakes for people who are wondering how they can start a business, because the question is always like, how can I start a business? And the first mistake my art may seem to be obvious only when you know it. So the first mistake that I would like to share is about passion. Surprisingly, a lot of people are stuck having uh, no clue how, how, they, how they can start a business because they said, it's a cause and effect statement. If I do not know my passion, I can't start my business. So I can only start my business when I found my passion. So you see, that is the cause and effect link. So what happens is that when a person is looking for passion, actually the interesting thing from my experience is that passion is something they already have. It is a question whether they are aware of it. So what I've done is that in my book, I actually use a formula. I call it the ultimate passion discovery formula to basically walk through the process to help people to uncover the passion within so that they realize, oh my God, I actually have the passion. So they have no longer excuses from not starting a business after they've used the formula. 
And this formula is pretty easy to use. And uh, I usually can help someone identify or uncover passion within simply put five minutes. It's a very simple thing. So that's the that's the first common mistake. The second common mistake is a person has to say to them, himself, I've got to learn everything. I've got to find out all the resources I have when I'm looking for starting a business. So I must read I must have read all these books. I must attend I must have attended all these classes, learn from all the gurus, but they forget one thing. It's a very Big thing from my from my perspective is something that Robert Kiyosaki and, and his rich dad advisors strongly advocate that is personal development. And what is personal development in short? Personal development is about educating and growing ourselves. It is like I can have all the toolbox, I have all the resources of how to do marketing, sales, uh, customer relationship. But at the end of the day, what makes a business successful is not the strategies, it's not the tactics that the person has. It's actually the personal development path. So when I talk about this, I mean, okay, how am I going to see my day? So is today a bright day or a dark day? If it is a dark day, let's say I wake up, I suddenly was in, it's not, I'm suddenly not in good mood. How am I, how am I able to shift my mood so that a dark day becomes a brighter day? And that helps me create lots of opportunity for the rest of the day. I'm sure your listeners may can imagine a situation. If every day is rainy days, where do you see the opportunities? So even though I can have I could have learned all the business tactics, all the strategies, I couldn't see any opportunities, I cannot make my move. So personal development to me is a very, very big thing. And the last thing, it is also seems not to be obvious. Uh, it is working for me very well. That is no coaching. Uh, I believe that a lot of people are looking for the best three words they always wonder they must have in their life. And these three words is, I know that. So whenever somebody suggested to the person, hey, maybe you want to shift your strategy this way. And the business owner said, no, I'm not going to change that because I know that won't work. Everything is I know that. So once a person has the I know that mindset, you know what happened? His mind will be shut off. He's not going to accept or become receptive to other people's idea. And he will just keep on working on the same strategy and expect a different results. And Albert Einstein actually says this, this is called insanity. So coaching, coaching is something that I learn a lot uh, whereby if I do not know what to do, first thing first, don't say I know that. Instead, ask, what can I do? How can I do it? And the best resource to get is a coach. Why? Because a coach has already experienced what I am experiencing right now. If I just ask a simple question and get the answer fast, immediate, then you will shorten my learning curve because we all have 24 hours a day. I'm not going to waste another two to three years of of my time, try to figure out something which I can get it done in two minutes or three minutes. So uh, a very interesting message to your viewers. A lot of people actually see coaching actually costs them money. In fact, I would say otherwise. Learning from my coaches, coaching actually makes me money. So these by far are my top three common mistakes. 
Very insightful, Jack. So I want to go back to the first one. You mentioned that um, passion. Everybody already has passion. It's just a matter of unearthing that passion. No, uh, you, you also mentioned that there's a very simple strategy that you would normally utilize to yeah. write. I want you to share that with us. Okay, so this is how it works. First of all, the formula starts with a chain of cost and effect. So we start, instead of, instead of looking for passion, which is the uh, starting point, passion is the result. So what are the symptoms, what are the causes? So we'll start out with something that we are very good at. So ask yourself this question. In your past, has there been anything that you are you would love to do, you are committed to do. So it's like, okay, if I'm doing this, I will spend a long time without knowing time passes. Is there something which I'm I, I love to do, I enjoy doing it. So this is number one. And then the the formula start off by saying that if this something is what you love to do, you enjoy doing, are you committed to doing it for a long time? So the first word that comes out from this formula is about commitment. Because commitment is, I'm going to, let's say I, I'm, I have this uncovered, I have this uh, secret of having a passion in playing piano, but I'm committed learning how to play piano. First of all, the commitment is a very big mindset, mindset shift. So I'm committed to practicing piano. So the second phase of that is, well, when I practice a long time, what happened? Well, that becomes confidence because to me, the second word confidence means that I'm getting better and better. I start, I've started seeing results. Okay, I'm not just a newbie of playing piano. I can play some more difficult songs. So I'm becoming more and more confident. And I keep on doing this. Then the first phase is actually known as competence. Well, obviously, we have got four levels of competence. I'm not going to get to that discussion. But we are becoming more confident in ourselves. Well, we will master the skills when we become competent. And when we see more and more success, success breeds more success. That's why passion is there at the end. So once again, the formula is commitment leads to co uh, confidence that leads to competence and that's the passion. And of course, passion can change over time. So when you decide that, okay, it's time for me to look for another passion, then just go through the formula. Maybe you'll find another passion. Maybe you have another line of business suddenly because of this change. It's that simple. You just have to go back to the last, I mean, the past and figure out things that you would love to do and enjoy doing it. That's the very good starting point. And I think you're referring to Maslow four stages of learning right there. <laughs> Persons know Maslow for the hierarchy of needs, but there's a very interesting theory that he posited and that there are four different stages of learning. So it's unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, then conscious competence, then unconscious competence right 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 so i'm um, just like would like to just give you an example a very very uh, very useful example like i'm actually doing like in your introduction i mean i have been doing tax for 23 years and people ask wow jack how can you do tax for 23 years it's such a technical and boring subject and i say no tax is something so fun i'm passionate about doing that so it is how I started my journey 23 years ago. It's because I stumbled upon a, a course in university called taxation. 
and I just my, I just happen to sit in the class, and for some weird reason I don't know, I score and I top the class, and I realize okay, if this is something that I can create result, let me commit myself in mastering this skill. So I'm actually applying this formula to myself without knowing the formula at that point in time, of course. Then I get in, I'm getting more and more result. I become more and more confident. And then confidence, remember, that creates competency. And then at the end of the day, till now, I'm still passionate. I can t- literally talk about tasks to anybody for one whole week without any rest. That is how passionate I am when I talk about taxation. It's weird because I'm the only guy in Singapore who will do that. But this is a very good example of how I apply the formula to discuss passion. Amazing. <laughs> and I want to get from you, Jack, before we close off, any final thoughts to people who are really looking to start their own business? Well, I have a lot of lessons that I can share, but if there's only one final thought, the final thought is um, for people who are still looking for the idea to start a business or wanting to get a lot of resources before they start a business, well, my story is that I started my business with no money down. How do I do that? Well, because I'm selling my expertise, my skills, which is intangible. So I don't need inventory. I don't need really an office. I'm actually working in a ho- my home office, so to speak. So I started my business with minimum $2 Singaporean dollars, which was then the requirement to start a company. And that's all. So if you have $2, or whatever amounts, which is the minimum requirement to sell a company in, in your country, you can start a business pretty easily. So no excuse for, for us to have the perfect time, perfect place, perfect business idea to start a business. Just start and see whether it creates results. And we adjust along the way, just like our GPS, our navigator. We won't hit the destination strict. The line, I mean, straight on the line. We will have to make different detour, but at the end of the day, we will hit our direction when we know exactly what we want. So just fire rather than ready and aim and aim for the perfection and then you fire. Take action now and your life will never be the same. Amazing final thoughts. You know, um, you said something inter- interesting. You have skills. You have, you you have competence. Um, you can you can give you can sell that. That's your business, and you don't have to have an inventory of that. You don't have to hold inventory, so there is no inventory cost there, and you don't have any high overheads or anything. You have you have skills. You have competence. You have a business. So, Jack, before or yep, um, we came on, you, you had mentioned to me previously that you have a giveaway for our community of peak performers. Will you share that with oh, us, yeah. please? Yes. Sure. So I have this book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, which is in the downloadable version. So if your viewer listeners are interested, uh, you can go to my website, crackingentrepreneurcode.com. And you'll be able to assess a free downloadable version of this book, which is my life story, my life's work. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. I'm sure um, our community is so appreciative. We want to be in touch with you. They want to stay in touch with you. So please share how they can get in touch with you. Well, the obvious way to get in touch with me is to follow me on my social media. And I'm a Facebook guide. So you can always check me out on my Facebook. Uh, my Facebook uh, page is Jack 
HM1 official. I mean, the handler we call it is Jack HM1 official. That is my Facebook page. Thank you so much. And the website www.crackingentrepreneurcode.com for the free book, free downloadable, downloadable version of your book. Jack, you have been an inspiration. You have been amazing, very insightful. And we appreciate you coming on to share with our peak performance community about entrepreneurship, your journey and common mistakes that most people make before they even start business. I'm sure that was pretty insightful for everyone listening in. Thank you so much. I'm going to send you off now to go to bed. It's almost midnight in Singapore. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much. Amazing sponsors. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. What do you know? We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I trust that you learned something and that something resonated with you so that you can share with others. And speaking of sharing, I'd so love for you to leave a comment on the show notes page of each episode. Well, we're talking about this one in particular. Leave a comment at the end of the page so that when you go the topic, you click down. And at the end, there is an option there for you to comment. If you're accessing through iTunes, then by all means, I'd love for you to leave a rate and review. That will keep us as a top rated podcast. It means a lot to me for you to help me out in this way, right? I know you are listening from all over the world. And I so appreciate it from Japan to Germany to India to Pakistan, everywhere in the Caribbean, in the United States, in Jamaica in particular. Big up my Jamaican peeps. Big up those, of course, in Ohio and all those other states that persons are listening in from, that you are listening in from. I so truly appreciate you. Now, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can actually send me an email, you know, send it to Henneke Watkins Porter at gmail.com. I am truly looking forward to connecting with you. If you want to send me a voicemail too, you can do that through my website. Just go to the middle at the right of the screen. There is an option for voicemail when you go to hennekawatkinsporter.com. I do want to hear from you. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? 